If only they knew the hub for young business minds. Yes, people, it's Ted Lawler, and welcome back to another episode of the If Only They Knew podcast. Today, we're joined by Mark Wong, founder of non-alcohol beer brand Impossibrew, and he speaks about his recent appearance on the Dragon's Den, how to defy odds, and much more. So if you're looking to make the impossible possible, this is the podcast for you. Hi, so I'm Mark, uh, the founder of Impossibrew, and we make mood-enhancing alcohol alternatives. Uh, and, and what that is, is we're trying to bridge that gap between alcoholic beers and non-alcoholic beers, giving you that one or two pint feeling without the hangovers. And, and that's an important point. Most of my audience are young people, so I'm sure we're all used to having one too many and having that <laughs> that, that dreadful hangover <laughs> the next morning. So this is a product that I think we all can uh, vouch for. Um, but let's let's get into your actual your story then, because is am I right in saying obviously recent news on Dragons Den? We'll get into that later on. Um, but am I right in saying you came to the UK when you was thirteen? Was it? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and how how was that? Because I know obviously growing up, I grew up in South London. I was around so many different cultures, races, and I, I really got the feeling that the the ones that were from sort of the real minority they always had this sort of thing inside them that they were determined to be something special because they just felt different naturally because there was the only minority in the classroom or, or something like that so did you feel that that desire to be just different in general um so I mean just a little bit of background so for me because I, I came over to the UK alone with my brother uh, wow. just to talk about when we're when we're 13 to study and um <clears throat> I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty difficult because we we couldn't really speak any English at that point. Uh, so that was uh, that was quite funny. And uh, and and yeah, I mean, it, I mean, we were pretty sort of different enough, but there wasn't too much um, a desire to 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 be different. It's almost like the other way around for me. It was a uh, the the desire to fit in, to to be to be the same as everyone else. Uh, and um, and and yeah, so so that sort of pretty much drove a lot of um, the decision making I make it early on. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you ever experience any sort of negative side effects of, of standing out? Did you because in my school, like I said, there was lots of different cultures. There was quite a bit of bullying, but because we was all so used to mixing, it, it sort of flattened out quite early on. So did you experience any bullying or anything like that just because you were different? Uh, I wouldn't I, w- I wouldn't say so. I, I mean, I mean, it, it's all it's all need a little bit of getting used to the culture is very different. So yeah. like that sort of a. Uh, British Fanta and stuff like that. So that got that needed a bit of getting used to it. But once I got used to it, it's I think it's great. It's like um everyone takes things quite quite lightly with a bit of sarcasm, with a bit of jokes. And um and and yeah, I mean it was it was it was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you said, you're you're in, in the alcohol world now, uh, non-alcohol world. Um how how did sort of understanding and having a passion for alcohol um come sort of as a way to fit in because obviously like like you said the uk culture is very different the, the lad culture almost of, of going out drinking partying um hopefully no one was doing that at 13 14 but as you got older is was that sort of a way for you to fit into the to the culture as well understanding the alcohol scene yeah no, absolutely i mean i um you know i i used to say oh you know i i studied alcohol uh, just just for the sort of academic passion for it but but I mean really when I look back at it it was just you know if you know how to make a cocktail if you know how to you know how to brew a beer I used to brew a beer in, at school and uh, and if you know how to do those things you get invited to parties and and when you're like 16 16 17 that's probably the most important thing more important than the studies anything at all yeah. is invited to parties 
so so yeah that that pretty much um yeah really drove me to learn more about it because because the more i knew the more the less other people sort of know about it the more i can i guess show off about it at that point yeah, yeah. that's it yeah but why did you so obviously that's why you you sort of got involved in it what what was your intentions then because you studied it like really professionally didn't you like you you done what was it a french is it called a french wine scholar yeah it's a, a french wine scholar and the other one was um a wsct uh, which is a sort of industry recognized um wine and spirit educational I guess degree yeah. uh, that goes with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why, why, what was your, what was you sort of thinking like doing that? What did you want to be like? Did you sort of say, okay, I can become an entrepreneur in the alcohol space, or what? What was sort of your your intention going into that studying? Mm-hmm. I mean, having, uh, I guess, having Asian parents, you never really think about being an entrepreneur. <laughs> um, yeah. It, um, and for me, then it was just you know, in my spare time, I like to, I like to learn about it and. The more I learned about it, the more I began to appreciate the sort of complexities and flavor, the way the way these beverages are made. I mean, it's it's pretty it's really fascinating for me. And uh, and then from there, it was just a sort of I wanted to work in the industry. It was, um, you know, I wanted to as it was something I liked. I wanted to merge my vocation with my vacation uh, and, and the idea of, you know, having a drink while you work and you can do that and call it work just sounded banging to me (laughs) (laughs) how how important is that then for for you and and do you think how important should it be for everyone else listening to follow that that passion whatever that passion is to sort of tap into that because I feel like no matter I always get laughed at I I don't know why I bring this up all the time but like even if you like Lego you can you can make money from playing with Lego you make Lego videos online and you can do all different things so no matter what it is there's always a way to uh, turn that passion into a living so how important is it uh, for everyone listening and yourself to to sort of tap into their passion to enjoy what they do? I mean, for, for me, I think it's it's really important. I, I I mean, I'm still very early in this journey. I can't really I can't really sort of I don't really have I guess advice to say per se to give in there. But at, at least just from my own personal experience, it's been it's been really rewarding. I mean, the the passion that I have for it that led me through a lot of the lows. Um, I, I think if I was just in it for the money, I I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. Like like in in some of those in some of those lows, you just think I might as well sack it all off and then get you know get some other job instead. Um, and and if it wasn't for that passion, I don't think I would have been able to go through it. And and I can only imagine there'll be more of those uh, highs and lows in the yeah. future. So, so the way that I see it, I think having that passion will really help with that resilience Hmm. let's talk about the highs and lows then because i think that's such an important point um i I will i've been in like the business world for like a while but like never actually had a business i was one of those sort of young entrepreneurs that didn't really do much i just had the media group and the podcast and i thought that was the business world and it's only recently (laughs) i founded the manifestation journal and that was a real real business and that was a complete shock to what to sort of what I predicted in the business world and there has been so many highs and lows so for you what what were some of those highs and what were some of those lows I know you're only early on in the in the journey but can you like sort of talk about those highs and lows oh yeah I think um you know even a year even a year or two in yeah there, there's a lot of highs and lows um <laughs> I, I mean uh as I've heard I can't remember who who said it you know it is very true that the highs are higher and the lows are lower mm. uh and and of course the highs are the highs are great uh you know you get 
you know you get your first sale uh, your first repeat customer uh, your first listing and say going on giant's den getting an award or like stuff like that those, those are great uh, because you feel like you know hours and hours of work have finally paid off uh, but then the lows those are those are pretty so so crushing like one of them um uh yeah one of them was a really great story of how i just really was really obsessed with the brand at the beginning just really obsessed i just thought you know um the product matters but not as much as the brand that was what i thought i was and then i thought you know what i'm gonna go for the best best in the world i'm just gonna go for one of these best agencies in terms of brand design and i'm just gonna chuck like 90 percent of all our budget in there and um and see see if that see if that happens and um and unfortunately it didn't work uh, we didn't even use any of the designs no. uh, and uh, and then you, you sort of just have to i was just looking at it and realizing ah nobody's going to come and save you you know no, no amount of money you sort of chuck at something it's going to solve you this problem and we didn't have much uh, bear in mind so so that was we used everything we had to go for go for the agency and um it's a shame it didn't work, but then that taught me a really, really great lesson. I mean, at the time, it felt pretty shit. Um, but then afterwards, um, it, I guess it saved me a lot of saved me a lot of money down the line to to realize, you know, there, are, yeah, there are always ways to do it that are more cost effective. Yeah. So do you, do you on that point? Do you have like a what will be will be mindset? Like obviously, like you said, no matter what you did in that situation, it just weren't playing out. So do you think certain things are just meant to be? And if it if it's meant to be, then it it will find its way somehow. I think so. I yeah. think I, I think um, I, I guess that's how I make sense of my mistakes. Um, yeah. uh, other than to other than to not make them again. Um, <laughs> the other one. The the other one is is to see that yeah maybe that is supposed to happen you know maybe that is supposed to be um some some of a like a, like an experience that really burns into your mind like a like like a like a lesson that stays there you know rather than like say a motivational quote that just comes in and goes out the other end um this this is an experience that really stuck with me and and I thought that was worth that was worth any any money and I guess it's tuition fees tuition fees yeah, yeah that's it yeah that's exactly <laughs> So let, let's get into the actual product then. So how, how did you come up with the idea? So you said you was into al alcohol, you were studying alcohol professionally um, and you was enjoying alcohol most importantly. And, and is that your over enjoyment of alcohol? Is that how you come into this? Because you got hit with like a, a medical issue, didn't you, through the alcohol? Yeah, so, so I think when I was, uh, when I was about 22, um, you know, after going, just going about my day to day, you know, uh, and, and I realized my, my skin starts looking very yellow. Um, I, I wasn't feeling, I wasn't feeling good at all. And uh, once I did my bloods, my liver wasn't working very well. So, so then during that time, I, I went to the doctors and they all said, <clears throat> you know, I basically can't do what I'm doing right now. I, I can't, I can't continue drinking and, and, and whatnot. And that was, that's pretty, that's pretty devastating. You know, could, you could, that was the thing I loved. And, and I was sort of stripped away from it. You know, the dream was, I guess, shattered. Um, so from there, I started trying some non-alcoholic stuff. Before, I would never touch it. I, I never saw the point, uh, and they weren't known to taste good anyway. Um, so I tasted some. They weren't great, uh, but that wasn't enough to get me get me get me sort of going. Uh, and I started tasting ones that are better and better, which is great. I think I think the, a lot of non-alcoholic products are getting getting a lot better taste-wise. But no matter how sort of close they tasted there's still something missing 
and and I miss that relaxing sensation you know that feeling when you're having a chat with a friend you know when conversations just really flow you're not at that four or five pint level where you're starting to feel a bit beery but it's it's just that really nice nice sort of one or two pint feeling yeah that mellow uh, feeling. yeah yeah and 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 that that was what I thought was missing and and I really wanted that so so I started um I guess making them for myself uh, I, I was at university at the time so I worked with a university professor in the field. Uh, it just so happens that he's uh, quite top in this field. Um, and we just started sort of working together and getting sort of trial formulas out and just keep testing different things. And did you did you start pretty like, I guess, like in the kitchen, I guess, in like your kitchen? Is that how it started? Or did you get factories? Or how did, how did it sort of go from idea to creation? Was it a small sort of project at first? Oh, yeah, it was um, <laughs> at the beginning. I'd be making that. So, so it's what we now call our, our social blends, which is our blend of sort of relaxing ingredients. But I used to be sort of tinkering around with that prototype and adding it into like soda water, adding it into like say different things or trying to brew uh, or distill it and trying to put it in different beverages so yeah. that when I go to go to say a, a gathering or something, you know, I can just have that instead. And, and as that iterated, uh, started brewing in my, in my university dorm room. Wow. And, uh, and, uh, and it was really just for me. Like, I didn't really tell other people about it. It was yeah. just something I, I wanted to have. Uh, and then once I tried to, I gave it to a friend, he really enjoyed it. And he didn't even know I wasn't, I wasn't really drinking. So, so that sort of clocked in my head that maybe other than me, uh, some other people would enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so, then, so then it just sort of snowballed from there, gave it to more people to try it. And, and, and yeah, things were where we are today. Wow, so you didn't actually really start it thinking, right, this is this is the perfect business product, this is the perfect business model. You you just created a product that you wanted, other people liked it. So you just, like you said, it snowballed from there, which is that's really interesting. I don't know, like what did you feel during that whole process? Did you feel like, wow, I've sort of tapped into my passion and it and it's paid off? Or well, yeah, what was your sort of fe- feelings and emotions during that time? Because it must have been really exciting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I never, I never sort of did anything with business, like sort of formally per se. You know, I didn't study a business degree, uh, or 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 even learn about business of any of the sort. I, I guess at the very beginning, and um, and yeah, it was just, it was just a sort of passion of mine. Like when I'm tinkering with it, it it's just what I'm spending my spare time on, and yeah. and I really enjoyed it. Time flies by, um, you know. It's like, I guess. Yeah, when you're if you're say like playing video games, you know, time flies by. You know, it's it's the same sort of thing for me back then. So I just kept doing that until until I found something I liked, and it it was great. And and I'm I'm feeling really, you know, grateful and lucky that you know something that I really enjoyed got to become something that can actually sustain me. Yeah, that's it. And you, yeah. you did get quite a lot of criticism. Am I right in saying that? Um, like especially on the Dragons Den, but w- were you getting criticised? before that like when you started creating it were people saying anything negative to you or was it pretty plain sailing up until up until this point oh um i mean compared to the comments in dragon's i mean dragon's was pretty a lot lighter than, yeah. than a lot of the past comments wow. before i mean <laughs> um uh, they i guess they didn't really have any qualms with the product uh, yeah. uh on on dragon's den um and and before i mean that's actually where the name came from yeah uh, I um I I you know I the first thing I did was I reached out after we had a bit of traction I reached out to a lot of industry professionals to ask you know what what do you think do you, do you think this works like uh, do, do, do you want to try some like uh what, what what do you think and um while some of them some some people have been really helpful and they've been with us still today sort of helping out in every corner but 
there, there were ones just told me, you know, that it doesn't work. Um, you know, Coca-Cola, Heineken, you know, why wouldn't they do it? Uh, you know, stuff like that. And, and the best one I remember was uh, she put it in a really polite way. Um, she think I, uh, she says, I, I believe what, uh, what you're looking for is very difficult, if not impossible to achieve. Wow. And, uh, and that was the one I was still thinking of a name. And I just thought, huh, that's, uh, that would be a pretty great name, impossible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what would, did you not care then, like when people were criticising you? Because I'm, I'm sort of guessing that because it was just your passion, you sort of had that weird element of not caring to that extent. Because most people, when they start a business to be a business, any criticism really makes them panic. But if you're enjoying the whole process would that make you more sort of resilient to feedback and, and sort of not caring because you're enjoying it or, or how was it for you? Uh, I, I think it's, it's true. I, I mean, my, my passion for it definitely helped with yeah. handling criticism, but it wasn't smooth sailing all the way, at least. I mean, at the very beginning, every small bit of feedback, even slightly negative was really to heart. You know, you feel like your baby's, uh, you know, someone slapping on your baby or something, you know? <laughs> um, and, uh, and then, and then after that, I began to realize, maybe they're just not the not the right not the right person for it and and it, it reminds me of those days where you know back back in the days of say early internet or, or say when the tv came out or the radio that every time it's not to say that this is an invention of this this magnitude but every time that there was something new i, I think a lot of people have a sort of knee-jerk reaction of no and and i began to see that it's it's okay it's like maybe it's just not time yet and um and that gave me a lot of solace that people change people change their minds like like I guess we change clothes so so one one day they'll they'll understand yeah that's it I've been watching a lot of different clips recently and, and the same message what you said there sort of pops up like even though you may have the best product or the best idea or the best intention sometimes it's like like you said like it's like seasons almost, isn't it? Like you can't no matter how hard and you do all the right steps to farm in winter sometimes it just doesn't happen because the climate and everything else around you isn't right so so i guess you're a believer in that as well isn't it you may have the best thing but it may not be the right time and and absolutely and, and i mean bear in mind when when i was having those conversations that was back in sort of early 2020 mm. and uh and and i think the landscape's changed a lot since then and and i bet say if i were to get back in touch with some of the people that that, that said something else maybe they will have a different opinion now i mean yeah. the last the last two years have been changing crazily so 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 yeah it's it could just be not the right time yeah that's it yeah but and now like you said you you got criticism criticism back then um but now obviously because of like the your tv spot and everything else you're, you're starting to come in the limelight a lot more and you're you're getting recognition now one does that feel good but two, is there sort of like a bittersweet feeling of almost like, where was you back then? Because I, I, I sort of, I've seen, I had so many different young entrepreneurs on and you see the recognition they get once they've got something to offer. And I, I can imagine that to be sort of quite a frustrating feeling like, well, why was you not here back then? Or what, what's your thoughts on people showing you love now, but not back then? Ah, uh, um, uh, that's a, that, that was an interesting, I'm at, I didn't really feel, say, um, I, I was happy, of course, uh, but but I I didn't really feel too much like, say, you know, I wanted to sort of stick it in their face or, or something. Like that. <laughs> uh, but but then um, I did find that uh, people have been like generally nicer 
after mm-hmm. after the after the TV spot, yeah. and 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 it's difficult because it's it's hard to tell who is a sort of uh, who who was going to be there if you didn't have it all uh, yeah. if it, if you didn't have it and um and 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 it made me especially after after the spot it made me want to reach back to some of my friends before that were there supporting me you know even before all this happened mm-hmm. uh, and and that showed me that they they were there all along and and there were some people that you know I guess I um gone in touch with before you know they would they would just blank me not not really come back and then all of a sudden seeing the spot they're like oh yeah I just uh, missed your email a year and a half ago <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, 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 and I'm you know I'm sure they, they would probably have have their reasons they're probably busy and and I wouldn't blame them because um yeah. In, in their mind would be would be nobody's they'll probably get 150 of us every day so so I, I don't blame them for that and um but yeah I mean it, it surely feels different now but I, th- I think you know things things will things will get better uh in the future yeah definitely 100 percent. and like you said you're on on dragons then um what what were you feeling because like you said you meant you mentioned that they were complimenting the products. They loved it all, but it was just the price, wasn't it? They loved you even. It, but was it just the price that they weren't sure on? Because I'm sure Tuka said that if you came back with another product, with another price, he would invest in you personally. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I, I was really, I was really flattered uh, yeah. about, about what he said. Um, you know, when I heard it in a den, I just thought, oh, wow. You know, if I didn't get investment today, I, I'd be, I'd be so happy just because of that comment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, one of the there were there are a few reasons. I mean, that that was the main one was the price, um, which which we've since uh, hit our target. You know, we uh, we said I said on the den that we were going to hit that sort of two fifty mark, yeah. uh, and we filmed back in June. So so yeah, we've we've since hit that mark, which is which is quite good, which puts us very competitive with other sort of craft breweries in terms of that in terms of the price, but still higher than some alcohol free beers. Um, but other than that. Uh, some of them thought the um, the competition is is too fierce here within within the beer within the beer industry, and I, mean, I do agree. It's it's pretty it's pretty um, it's pretty crowded. It's a fast growing category, especially low and low end beer. It's a fast growing category, and there are a lot of big big players uh, uh, there with with big budgets behind them. But I think um, the 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 reason was some, one of the reasons were that that was why they weren't going to invest was the sort of competitiveness. But I think. You know, having having a product that I think is sufficiently different, and and solving a need that they aren't yet ready to solve, mm-hmm. uh, I think there's there's potential there that we can we can fight, and um, I guess it's the sort of David versus Goliath story. Uh, but but we're trying to be we're, we're trying to offer, you know, what people want in a way that they don't yet know how to get, and um, and and in a way that you know other big breweries aren't, aren't offering. So. So yeah, hopefully that that could uh, cut through the noise. Yeah, and I, I guess like to to cut through that noise, it's also like the the branding as well, isn't it? Like you, you, yourself as a personal brand, but also the story of of how you sort of went back into the heritage and looked at how like the ancients were using the herbs and stuff, and you sort of mixed it all together. So I guess branding plays plays a big part in that as well. I guess. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I think I think people could uh, customers are getting really really savvy and really really smart and i think you know they could tell whether a story is authentic or not straight away and 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 if it's some if it's some i guess really generic uh uh, made-up stuff that i think people could sort of sniff that straight away and and i think having having an authentic experience 
I, I do think helps in 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 the, in the marketplace for sure. And you were in the den. Most obviously, the clip that we see is like 10, 15 minutes long or something like that. But how long were you actually in there for? Because I've heard that you're in there for like an hour and a half to sometimes three, three and a half hours. So how how long were you yeah. were you in there for? Because you seem to to sort of keep your cool despite everything going on. Yeah, I mean, we were in there for about definitely more than an hour, maybe about an hour to an hour and a half. Um, wow. It was it was pretty it was pretty long. Yeah. Uh, and I think, yeah, there were a lot more, um, so, so compared to what we see on, on TV, there are a lot more sorts of metrics-based questions. Yeah. Like a lot more sort of nitty-gritty that I guess isn't really, isn't really too TV suitable. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just numbers and numbers. Um, but, but yeah, I think it was, it was really great uh, in, in there. And, um, and I think the, the edit was, was really nice. It was quite concise. Uh, and, and it did sort of sum up what happened in a way that wasn't sort of totally different to uh, to, to to what actually happened in there. So uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I have heard as well that you know some people go I'll go up to like three hours and, and yeah. whatnot, <laughs> or you know, God, God, <laughs> um, I, I can't imagine that. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, lot. yeah, there yeah. is a lot. <laughs> so did, did, going in there, did you have a dragon in mind, or was you sort of just? open for any of them to invest because they all offer different things but did, did you have a dragon in mind that you thought this person would be perfect for my business um to be honest i didn't really i didn't really have one i mean if if i mm. I, I thought i thought a lot of them could bring value in different ways yeah. um but one of them uh, i guess Stephen would would fit quite well yeah having that having that sort of uh social media expertise you know as, as we're mostly d2c at the moment where we're quite digital focused uh, which is which is slightly unusual within the sort of beverage beer space uh, we're quite digital focused and so having having the expertise of Stephen on board would be would be fantastic yeah. uh, but but then other other than that I think uh, I knew full well that we were quite we're quite early we're, I mean we're very early at that stage we weren't even like six months trading when we went wow. into the den. And uh, and it was really lucky because we um, actually got a random email from the BBC and they invited us to go on. Oh, okay, right. So you so you didn't actually apply yourself. No. Wow. So so I because I I knew we weren't ready. We were. I mean, yeah, six months. I, I just I guess I didn't have the um, uh, I guess the audacity to apply at six months. And I, yeah. I I just knew we had to sort of get our stuff in order first. Yeah. It was always something I wanted to do, but not this year. It wasn't it wasn't for this year. But then when they reached out. And I just thought, wow, I guess this is um, once in a lifetime opportunity. I can't really, yeah. can't really turn that down. So, just sort of, just sort of went for it, even though, you know, it's less than six months. Yeah. Yeah. So how how do you get into that position then, where where people like that are, are reaching you? Like, it, was that a a factor of your personal brand, or what was it? Do you think that sort of got you into that position? Because that that is such a great position to be in, isn't it? For for them to reach out to you. Oh, it's my irresistible charisma for sure. I think it was just luck, to be honest. I, I, I genuinely think um, it, it was just, you know, it, I guess it's one of those things where it's, I guess it's a stroke of luck where one of the one of the editors or producers, you know, saw, saw a post of ours or, or maybe perhaps an ad or, or saw an article and, and then reached out. I mean, yeah, it was, uh, it was really lucky. 
and um and and i'm really really thankful for that yeah yeah but yeah that's that is that is such a good position to be in isn't it do, do you think that you'll be the one that got away from the dragons uh because i've been watching someone get their old clips back and that they do the follow-up and you can see the dragons that missed out on the investment they're always just like oh gut, just they're just purely gutted because they missed out on it they didn't they didn't see the thing at the time so do you think you'll be the one that got away and and goes on to achieve great things uh, well, I, I certainly hope so. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I certainly hope so. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but then, but then, yeah. I mean, I, I guess those those stories, like like say Brewdog, for example, they didn't even get through uh, to screening. Um, and and so so yeah, certainly certainly hope that hope that's the case. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, well, how how about you on a personal level? That level, then what what is next for you? Because you, am I right in saying you're actually. Uh, doing crowdfunding at the moment i saw that on your website you can invest in the company mm-hmm. that's right we're we're actually uh, opening our crowdfunding campaign in about the next in about the next 30 to 40 days wow. um we'll be opening the campaign and uh um, and i mean the responses have been overwhelming uh which which i'm i'm really humbled about i mean even though we didn't get investment on the dam um mm. a, a lot of people sort of i guess went against the dragons and 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 came and came on board and and um and I'm really thankful for that, and and that's really our, our our next step is to is to have that have that growth uh, that that sort of injection of injection of capital and expertise, uh, and to really really take these take these beers to the next level. Yeah. Last few things, and after the after the show, am I right in saying you you did like outstanding numbers within like two hours of of, of the screening? Is that right? I, I mean. It was pretty. Um, it was pretty. It was pretty crazy. I mean, we did uh, on the night. I mean, I, I can never forget that 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 night um, on the on our dashboard. I just sort of opened the live view, and and my colleague's computer just crashed. Um, with wow. all the animation, they just crashed, and uh, and and while I I couldn't I couldn't believe my eyes, and you know we did, we almost did our well actually we yeah we did our entire last year's revenue in that weekend alone. And uh, and and wow, that, that 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 was crazy. I mean, we we had four times, so we prepared four times the amount of stock that we usually have. And yeah. and for anyone listening to who, who didn't manage to get your beers in time, we're so sorry. <laughs> we <laughs> we um, uh, we managed to four times our production before, and we thought, oh, you know, that that might be enough. And and no, within fifteen minutes, it was it was pretty much gone. And and now. Pretty much everyone's waiting for about three to four weeks as we as we brew, and uh, and we don't want to rush it. I mean, we have the option to rush it to like one or two weeks, but that's not what we're about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we make sure we lager our beers properly, and uh, and we really condition them and mature them to make sure that when they get there, it's it's at their best optimal level. So so now it's a uh, three to four weeks wait, and um, and I'm so uh, I'm surprised that people actually would 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 get it at the three to four weeks wait and um and and you know i'm yeah i'm really thankful for that well that that just shows isn't it how powerful the product the brand and and yourself how it's all come together and how powerful that is if people are willing to wait quite a while for 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 their drinks that that just shows so that has that changed your whole sort of perspective on 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 this project on this business and how excited has that got you revved up for for what's to come because if you can do that in such a short space of time then then the world's yours. Well, actually, um, I, I did have that feeling for for about maybe a few hours on the night. Yeah. Uh, but but then, 
that sort of quickly quickly passed and and I reminded myself you know it's it's really business as usual we're we're still chipping away uh, trying to iterate our beers improve our beers and and really have that sort of top quality customer experience that, that we go for so so it's really um I guess it's it's exactly the same it's just that now we have more people that can enjoy our product and and so so uh like we've made a commitment to ourselves to do things the same way you know really keep our personal touch no matter what level uh, uh what how many customers that we're, we're serving uh we'll stay on where we are today keep that sort of personal authenticity and really just i guess go about business as usual just now with more i guess more leverage and more um a larger playing field i'm actually excited for you so i can only imagine how you're feeling i'm sitting here thinking oh damn i wish i was in his shoes man uh, but <laughs> talking about one thing you said last few last few questions talking about what you said before about like making the impossible possible do you think there's anything in life um, like specifically for the young people listening that may be interested or involved in business, do you think there's like opportunity to sort of get past any impossibility? Like, do you think anything's possible if you put your mind to it or what's your take on, on, on that? Yeah, I, I, I would say from, from what I, from what I've experienced so far, um, mm -hmm. when people tell you that something, something is impossible, like, like when other people have told us, you know, I think that's a sign that you're you're onto the you're onto the right thing. I mean, within within reason, within reason, of course. Um, but then that that's that's a sign that you may be doing something special. And and when everyone says, "Oh, you know that that's a fantastic idea," and if everybody agrees with it, you might just be a little bit too late, as it's already common knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so I think if somebody has the passion, if I were to go back in time to where I was um, three, four, two, well, yeah, two, three years ago. I'll still do it all over again, and I, and I think if you, even though there are any limitations, I, I think it's worth it because take a shot because what's the worst that can happen, right? Like it it could fail, uh, and say tomorrow the entire business could go down and it all fails, and and for me I would still think it's it's worth it because the lessons you learned you learn in this period it was greater than anything I've learned in my God knows how many years in school. Um, it was more than all of that combined. And I think even in just that short period, it, it's, it's all worth it. So, and, and actually enough, um, that's one of our core tenets of, of what we're trying to do is we're, we're trying to champion those who have achieved, uh, who have achieved the impossible. And we, we did our first sort of MMA fighter sponsorship deal where oh, we, wow. we, are, um, a really good friend of mine, he's, he's debuting, uh, uh, as a, as a MMA fighter and, uh, and he came from a really special background. Uh, and, and it was a background where, you know, he 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 wasn't able to sort of focus on his studies. Like, that wasn't where his strength was at. And coming from a from a sort of I guess a Gurkha family, he didn't really there were there weren't any fighters in in MMA that that was off of that background. And um, and he really fought hard to get there. Uh, and 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 he debuted as a professional fighter. So so we're really proud to to support that. And and anybody that has um that has a vision to overcome their their impossible well i love that yeah, that's such a great way isn't it to actually use the brand to champion people that are doing amazing things i really i really like that idea i never even thought of something like that yeah that's really cool um obviously you touched on it there um, about sort of going back into the past you wouldn't change anything um but this show is called if only they knew so is there one thing that you wish you knew when you was a little bit younger uh 
yeah i mean there's a there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot i wish i knew um but the main one i think is like be frugal um mm. that, that's the that's the main one for me it was that you you can actually do a lot of things almost for free yeah and and you don't need a lot of money to to sort of get started i, I mean even for us at the beginning um I, I someone sort of taught me this idea that you know if you have an mvp you have to sort of make a first production round and test it out but you actually didn't have to because all all we did was set up a website uh, have all the sort of proposition there and have the buy button there and we can just say every time somebody clicked the buy button we'll be able to tell them you know hey this is not yet available blah 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 but we'll actually have the data and the traction to prove and to test whether this is actually an idea worth pursuing mm-hmm. and um, and that can be done in an afternoon on like uh, i guess like a shopify free trial mm-hmm. so like you actually don't need I guess the money to validate ideas, and and if I had this insight, I wouldn't have wasted all that money on that design agency or or <laughs> and many more other things that I wasted uh, wasted money on. And and that those were, I guess, if I didn't have to pay that tuition fee and still learn, still have learned that lesson, that would have been great. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And a lot of people do use that as an excuse, isn't it? Isn't it? Like people that come onto my podcast has always said like, oh, if I had the money, then I could do this. If I had the money, I could do that. And it's okay. How much would you need then? Put it in a specific amount. You can't have a million pounds. So how much would you need? And they sort of, they've start realizing that they're using the money as a as an excuse or a block to, to not get started, isn't it? Um, yeah. But last question, what do you want your legacy to be? Because I like the fact that you're, meant, you're championing sort of people that have uh, defied the odds and beat the impossible. But what do you want your personal legacy to be? I want to be, I guess, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, <laughs> I think with um, drinking, like say alcohol, for example, it's been in our in our culture for for millennia. You know, it's it's always it's always been there, and it's one of the things that's that's been sort of core to the human experience. And and with our with our beers and with the goal that we have to be the leading the world's leading alcohol alternative, I want I want to be known in that way that we've changed alcohol forever. You know, I, I, I want to I want to know I want to I guess leave the legacy that Impossible has changed the way we drink and and has changed i guess how the way how the world consumes alcohol and and if we can even inch towards that goal and if we can even have any sort of impact in in say somebody's about to have alcohol and and in that case you know you know what there's a there's a sort of like for like alternative that i could just go for that's healthier better for me and that uh, and that i guess it's just good for me better for me in general and and if that person made that swap, even just one or two people made that swap, that that's already that's a massive plus for me. So so I think it is it is that that goal of changing changing the way the world drinks. Yeah, which, which is powerful in itself. That is such a big big goal. Um, but it seems like you're 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 on route to sort of achieve that. So I wish you the best of luck with that. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Um, the floor is now yours. No, that's okay. The floor is now yours. If you've got anything you'd like to say um, to everyone listening, or you just want to let them know where they can find out more about yourself and your brand, please let them know now. Yeah. So, so um, always feel free to feel free to get in touch. Um, 
And if you come through our email, our, our, um, we've got a team and we'll be able to come and get back to you of any, any questions you'll have. And the best way to find us will be from our website, www.impossibrew.co.uk. And, uh, and you can pretty much, if you, if you want to say find our beers, uh, the easiest way to get that will be either through our website or you can get them on Amazon or some select stockists around. So, so yeah, uh, give it a try. And uh, if you've tasted our beers, let, let me know what you think. Perfect. I'll leave all the links as well in the description box, whether that's on YouTube or all the audio platforms. So they'll all be in the box below. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Likewise. Cheers. Absolutely.